Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and today we're going to get caught up on our chronological Bible reading plan. So yesterday I had a lot going on. I had work, working on the website after church and um, kind of got lost in the sauce. Plus I did another uh, episode like I promised you guys it was, I'm telling you, it was a humdinger. Um, so anyway, tonight or today, this morning, we're going to get caught up, um, on our Bible reading plan. So this is February the 23rd. Technically, I know we're on the 24th or we're getting caught up from yesterday. This is punishments for disobedience. And once again, we are reading out of the chronological one year Bible, large print, of course, and that's the new living translation. Alrighty. So this happened, um, about 1445 to, uh, or, or 1279 BC. This is Leviticus chapter 20. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. Punishment for disobedience. So the Lord said to Moses, Give the people of Israel their instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer their children as a sacrifice to Moloch, they must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community because they have defiled my sanctuary and brought shame on my holy name by offering their children to Moloch. And if the people of the community ignore those who offer their children to Moloch and refuse to execute them, I myself will turn against them and their families and will cut them off from the community. This will happen to all who commit spiritual prostitution by worshiping Moloch. I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice for I am the Lord who makes you holy. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of a capital offense. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the man and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. If a man violates his father by having sex with one of his father's wives, both the man and the woman must be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man has sex with his daughter-in-law, both must be put to death. They have committed a perverse act and are guilty of a capital offense. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, he has committed a wicked act. The man and both women must be burned to death to wipe out such wickedness from among you. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death and the animal must be killed. If a woman presents herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it, she and the animal must both be put to death. You must kill both for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, and if they have sexual relations, it is a shameful disgrace. They must be publicly cut off from the community since the man has violated his sister and will be punished for his sin. If a man has sexual relations with a woman during her menstrual period, both of them must be cut off from the community, for together they have exposed the source of her blood flow. Do not have sexual relations with your aunt, whether your mother's sister or your father's sister. This will dishonor a close relative. Both parties are guilty and will be punished for their sin. 
If a man has sex with his uncle's wife, he has violated his uncle. Both the man and woman will be punished for their sin and they will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it is an act of impurity. He has violated his brother and the guilty couple will remain childless. You must keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. Otherwise, the land to which I am bringing you as your new home will vomit you out. Do not live according to the customs of the people I am driving out before you. It is because they do these shameful things that I detest them. But I have promised you, you will possess their land because I will give it to you as your possession. A land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from all other people. You must therefore make a distinction between ceremonial clean and unclean animals, between clean and unclean birds. You must not defile yourselves by eating any unclean animal or bird or creature that scurries along the ground. I have identified them as being unclean for you. You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Men and women among you who act as mediums or who consult the spiritual dead must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. All right. Instructions for priests. Leviticus chapter 21 verses 1 through 22. Or I'm sorry. Uh, Leviticus chapter 1 verse 1 through chapter 22 verse 16. So the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. A priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean by touching the dead body of a relative. The only exception are his close relatives, his mother or father, son or daughter, brother or his virgin sister who depends on him because she has no husband. But a priest must not defile himself and make himself unclean for someone who is related to him only by marriage. The priest must not shave their heads or trim their beards or cut their bodies. They must be set apart as holy to their God and must and must never bring shame upon I'm sorry, must never bring shame on the name of God. They must be holy, for they are the ones who present the special gifts to the Lord, gifts of food for their God. Priests may not marry a woman defiled by prostitution, and they may not marry a woman who is divorced from her husband, for priests are set apart as holy to their God. You must treat them as holy because they offer up food to your God. You must consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy, and I make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she also defiles her father's holiness, and she must be burned to death. The high priest has the highest ranking of all the priests. The anointing oil has been poured on his head, and he has been ordained to wear the priestly garments. He must never leave his hair uncombed or tear his clothing. He must not defile himself by going near a dead body. He may not make himself, I'm sorry, he may not make himself ceremonially unclean, even for his father or mother. He must not defile the sanctuary of his God by leaving, it, by leaving it to attend to a dead person. For he has made, for he has been made holy by the anointing of oil of his God. I am the Lord. The high priest may marry only a virgin. He may not marry a widow or a woman who is divorced or a woman who has defiled herself by prostitution. She must be a virgin from his own clan so that he will not dishonor his descendants among his clan for i am the lord who makes him holy 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron. In all future generations, none of your descendants who has any defect will qualify to offer food to his God. No one who has a defect qualifies, whether he is blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or is hunchback or dwarfed, or has a defective eye or skin sores or scabs or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, he may eat from the food offered to God, including the holy offerings and the most holy offerings. Yet because of his physical defect, he may not enter the room behind the inner curtain or approach the altar, for this would defile my holy places. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses gave these instructions to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to be very careful when they sac- when they to be very careful with the sacred gifts that the Israelites set apart for me. So they do not bring shame on my holy name. I am the Lord giving them the following instructions or give them the following instructions. In all future generations, if any of your descendants is ceremonially unclean when he approaches the sacred offerings that the people of Israel consecrate to the Lord, he must be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. If any of Aaron's descendants has a skin disease or any kind of discharge that makes him ceremonially unclean, he may not eat from the sacred offerings until he has been pronounced clean. He also becomes unclean by touching a corpse or having an emission of semen or by touching a small animal that is unclean or by touching someone who is ceremonially unclean for any reason. The man who is defiled in any of these ways will remain unclean until evening. He may not eat from the sacred offerings until he has bathed himself in water. When the sun goes down, he will be ceremonially clean again and may eat from the sacred offerings for this is his food. He may not eat an animal that has died or natural uh, died a natural death or has been torn apart by wild animals for this would defile him. I am the Lord. The priest must follow my instructions carefully Otherwise, they will be punished for their sin and will not die. And, I'm sorry, and will die for violating my instructions. I am the Lord who makes them holy. No one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offerings. Even guests and hired workers in a priest's home are not allowed to eat them. However, if the priest buys a slave for himself, the slave may eat from the sacred offerings. And if his slaves have children, they also may share this food. If a priest's daughter marries someone outside the priestly family, she may no longer eat the sacred offerings. But if she becomes a widow or is divorced and has no children to support her and she returns to live in her father's home, as in her youth, she may eat her father's food again. However, no one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offerings. All right. I'm going to continue here. I'm going to move my mic over a little bit. Sorry. Okay. Any such person who eats the sacred offerings without realizing it must pay the priest for the amount eaten plus an additional 20%. The priest must not let the, uh, must not let the Israelites defile the sacred offerings brought to the Lord by allowing unauthorized people to eat them. This would bring guilt upon them and require them to pay compensation. I am the Lord who makes them holy. 
worthy and unworthy offerings. Leviticus chapter 22, verses 17 to 33. And the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons and all the Israelites these instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. If you present a gift as a burnt offering to the Lord, whether it is to fulfill a vow or is a voluntary offering, you will be accepted only if your if your offering is a male animal with no defects. It may be a bull, a ram, or a male goat. Do not present an animal with defects because the Lord will not accept it on your behalf. If you present a peace offering to the Lord from the herd or the flock, whether it is to fulfill a vow or is a voluntary offering, you must offer a perfect animal. It may not; it may have no defect of any kind. You must not offer an animal that is blind, crippled, or injured, or that has a wart, a skin sore, or scabs. Such animals must never be offered on the altar as special gifts to the Lord. If a bull or lamb has a leg that is too long or too short, it may be offered as a voluntary offering, but it may not be offered to fulfill a vow. If an animal has damaged testicles or is castrated, you may not offer it to the Lord. You must never do this in your own land, and you must not accept such an animal from foreigners and then offer it as a sacrifice to your God. Such animals will not be accepted on your behalf, for they are mutilated or defective. And the Lord said to Moses, When a calf or lamb or goat is born, it must be left with its mother for seven days. From the eighth day on, it will be accepted as a special gift to the Lord. But you must not slaughter a mother animal and her offspring on the same day, whether from the herd or the flock. When you bring a thanksgiving offering to the Lord, sacrifice it properly so you will be accepted. Eat the entire sacrificial animal on the day it is presented. Do not leave it. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. I am the Lord. You must faithfully keep all my commands by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord. Do not bring shame on my holy name, for I will display my holiness among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who makes you holy. It was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord. All right, guys, if you'll join me later on this um, afternoon or this evening, uh, the good Lord willing, we're going to be reading February 24th's reading, which is the appointed festivals, Passover and festival, the unleavened, uh, unleavened, sorry guys, unleavened bread. Ooh, the festival of the first fruits and the festival of trumpets and the festival of harvest. Oh, it's going to get exciting now. Ooh, this is talking about a little bit about prophecy going to be mixed into this right here. Uh, but this is going to be um, Leviticus chapter 23 and uh so on so it's going to be about 1445 or 1279 bc is when this occurred so guys um, aren't you thankful that we live in the new testament times praise the lord that jesus christ was the sacrifice for us all these animals all these things that they sacrifice aren't oh aren't you so thankful that the lord jesus came to be the ultimate sacrifice one time one time that was all it took one time um the catholics believe in that that blasphemous rhetoric that uh you know the eucharist or whatever folk no no jesus came once and once for only and died for our sins and praise the lord for that so that now we can all come to christ no matter what you've done no matter what sin you have committed whether it be homosexuality or any of those sins praise the lord that he has died for our sin and so all we need to do is just ask him to forgive us and put our faith and trust in him, knowing that God raised him from the dead three days later and he has ascended 
and he now sits on the right hand of the throne of God. He sits because it's finished. And like he said on the cross, it is finished. So praise God and just, you know, we just need to be so thankful for that. Because when we read through all of this, you know, this is the Old Testament. This is for before Jesus. This is before the Lord Jesus and what he did for us. And um, God always, always provides a merciful way. And uh, we're thankful for that. So give God some praise and glory this morning. And uh, I pray that you guys have a wonderful day. Um, we are planning, and uh, good Lord, still willing, that we are going to leave here in about 30 to 40 minutes. And we're going to head out to the cross and groom and um, go look at that. And if you guys uh, follow my uh, YouTube page, I'll try to post some pictures up there, maybe like a slideshow or something in a video. And um, that's if the Lord wills. And then, you know, we may just go to the, the cross and happy, which is a little, quite a bit smaller, but it's still nice. And I, I really love it. It's always peaceful to go there. And um, but anyway, guys, as always, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up because Jesus is coming to take us home.